Yo, guys, welcome into the first ever bonus episode of the Dynasty Optimist. It's your boy Brad again here with Andrew. Andrew, how you doing, my man? I'm doing great, man. I've been looking forward to this episode for uh, for a long time, ever since we you know first started the uh, the initial episode, and here we are. Yeah, so uh, this episode, as you probably saw in the title, we got a special guest here. We got Chicago Southsiders, uh, as you guys know him, or as you're going to know him, Seb. Seb, how's it going, man? Oh, it's wonderful. I'm so happy to finally be able to get on this podcast with you guys and get our schedules worked out. Dude, it, we've been working on this for a little bit now, so we're, we're pumped to have you on here. We've been talking about it for literally weeks. Like, since we first started this podcast, actually, that was one of the first ideas Andrew brought up, so we're super excited for this. Um, so we'll just start off with something basic here, man. Hey, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you live in right now, and how did you get introduced into fantasy football? Uh, yeah, so I'm currently located in Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, living up here with Viking territory. I got introduced into fantasy through a couple of different friends in college, and I had not watched football at all until then. I'd grown up watching soccer and a little bit of basketball, but uh, they started a league and I wanted to join and the rest was history. Damn, I didn't know that you hadn't started watching football till college. That's kind of crazy. Um, yeah. So going off off of that, actually, who's your favorite NFL team and uh, why are they they're your favorite? Uh, that's a hard question. One, uh, my favorite NFL team is basically whoever's on my fantasy and who I'm rooting for that week, mainly. That's but kind of... I do I do like to support local, so I have been going to Vikings games whenever I can and. The Cowboys will always have a special place in my heart because I grew up in Dallas pretty much my whole life. I got to ask you about the Vikings game real quick. How is that skull chant? I've always wanted to hear that live. It is insane. I've been to, I think, three games. The last one I went to was the Denver game that we came back in the fourth quarter. And uh, the skull chant is so much fun. And I'm actually going to the Dallas and Vikings Halloween game. Cool. thing is yeah 30 the 31st i am so high. i hope the two teams are still good and firing <laughs> all cylinders and we just see like uh we get to like 100 points or something i don't know <laughs> that'd be sick not for sure all right so um our next question on the list is uh seb uh when did you start playing in the dynasty format you know why did you pursue dynasty over redraft i'm, I'm assuming it you know in your earlier um, fantasy football career, you started in redraft, maybe, you, you know, dabbled in maybe like a keeper league or auction league or maybe something like that. You know, what led you to Dynasty and why do you choose Dynasty and, you know, now Devi as your primary, uh, you know, scoring format? Uh, yeah, so all of college I had done just redraft my friends for like four years, basically. And then we did the last year we did a keeper and I really, really liked that. And so I looked into the dynasty format and, you know, you draft and you keep forever. And so I really wanted to join a league. My friends wouldn't, we couldn't get a full league, uh, actually until a few years, few years later, but I think I found you on a, a subreddit somewhere and you said you had an orphan team and I just said, screw it, let's, let's do it. And I just dove right into Dynasty, fell in love, and now I'm dabbling into Devi, as you said. Man, I'm, yeah, I, I do remember that, yeah. In our, I think this was like 2019, we were looking to fill some orphan teams and, you know, I was like, the heck with it i'll just check out the reddit i know there's a decent amount of good dudes on there that um unfortunately there's a lot of flaky dudes on there as well so we kind of struck gold with you and 
a few other people in the league finding them via Reddit and some other forms and stuff like that. But um, awesome, man. Also, that's that's sweet. Um, you know, I, I speak for everyone in the league when uh, when I say we're really happy to have you here. So oh, for sure, do it for the Rev. <laughs> I yeah, forgot oh, about man. that. Remember that? Remember <laughs> do it that? for the Rev. Do it for the Rev. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Seth. I mean, that's uh, uh it's or, his excuse dad, me. Right? Yeah, that's his father. Yeah, that's yeah. his. Uh, that was his father's it's team, his and yeah, he was. Um, when he uh, had to leave the league due to you know not having enough time to keep up with Dynasty and all that, um, I was really hoping that we'd find a good manager for his team. And like I said prior, we struck gold, and we found someone to really take the mantle and you know take that team to a championship, a, a dream that you know he never could even fathom. Right, taking his his team to the championship mostly because you know he was still learning he was still uh, and he had you know he has a lot of responsibilities as a father you know and all that so he didn't have the time so was there a point in the uh, uh in the 2020 season you know uh, when you really you know were at full strength in your roster that you had any doubts you know in the beginning of the season mid-season maybe even late season we were like hmm maybe my team doesn't have what it takes you know was there ever a time from kickoff of start of football until I actually won the championship, there was doubts <laughs> that I couldn't do it. That's I, if you don't, entire season. <laughs> yes, that is. <laughs> if you don't remember, last year, the only reason that basically this Cinderella story could happen is because Christian McCaffrey, for the first time ever, really missed a whole season and Mike Davis fell right into my hands and he carried me basically to victory somehow keeping my little squeaky wheel of a team going and nobody else got hurt and still nobody else is hurt. Yeah. That's so. the crazy part is we can we were talking about that before this a little bit is nobody got hurt and it was a COVID season. It, you still made it all the way through. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't believe it. Uh, I'm sure I mean, that's, that's, that's actually perfect that you did mention that obviously with uh, CMC going down, Mike Davis rolling in because that's kind of our next, you know, segues into our next question. Uh, you know, when, when CMC suffered that, two week high ankle sprain you know what were your thoughts were you initially you know obviously most fantasy managers don't like seeing another player get injured but um what were your expectations of mike davis where you're just like oh heck yeah i have a locked and loaded you know rb2 potentially you know with rb1 upside or and did, and did you have an intention of like selling you know mike davis at the time or were you just really excited to have him to bolster your you know your roster depth uh, well, first of all, of course, nobody wanted Chris McCaffrey to get hurt because he's an electric player that is so much fun to watch. But uh, I don't know how. I think I traded or maybe I just had Mike Davis. Uh, he landed in my hands and I tried to trade him to you, actually. But you said uh, you're good. Christian will be back in a few weeks. I'm pretty sure something around those lines. And then I just rode the hot hand all the way to the championship. Man. Yeah, and unfortunately, I was uh, I was dead wrong. You know, looking back, I have, I have no regrets because I did not like Mike Davis. I still don't like Mike Davis. So I'm going to be honest. I mean, you're not wrong. You're still but, you're still you not know, wrong. Unfortunately, you're going to have to weigh your opportunity there. Do I trade for Mike Davis, which the price would have probably have been pretty high, uh, mostly because everyone knew that Mike Davis was locked into that role, and I did have a lot of you know I'm an optimist, right? Hence the name of the show. I had a lot of optimism that Christian McCaffrey was going to come back and he was going to he was going to take the role. He was going to be healthy. And obviously, you know, hey, didn't work out that way. So but what are you going to do? 
Okay. Uh, okay, so now we're we're actually gonna do we're actually gonna go back to 2019 here, and we're gonna talk about <laughs> a player named Carson Wentz. And uh, I hear him laughing already. He already knows what's coming here. God damn. And uh, <laughs> um, you know, you know, us, um, just like the last episode. He was one a Seb here was one hundred percent punching his pillow after seeing how this trade unfolded. Uh, so he traded uh, in twenty nineteen. He gave two firsts, three seconds, and received Carson Wentz, Blake Jarwin, and a twenty twenty third. And this was in twenty nineteen, folks. Remember, this is when Carson Wentz was lighting the league up. I mean, he looked great. You know, most people uh, were. On Twitter and all of the forums posts on Reddit, go go get Carson Wentz, go get Carson Wentz. The sky's the limit. You know the Philadelphia offense was looking looking great. Um, you know, and unfortunately, we are here in 2021, and it looks like Carson Wentz could potentially be in his last season as a starter. Uh, obviously, you know, uh, Seb, you know, since then has traded away Carson Wentz. However, uh, you know, you did send a lot of that draft capital away and didn't get a lot of it back in return. Uh, you know, with that Carson Wentz deal. So how do you feel? You know, are you worried about your team's long-term future because of the lack of draft ca draft capital? Or, you know, how are you approaching your team now that a lot of those, you know, uh, assets are gone? I now feel violated <laughs> looking back <laughs> at that trade. Uh, so as I said, I dove headfirst into Dynasty. And you were right. Carson Wentz was lighting up the... The field he was doing really well he was helping the eagles win but this was a lesson that i learned hard of doing your actual due diligence and not just listening to people looking into the actual player and i traded him to you and you took me for everything that i was worth and honestly uh i'm kind of glad that you did because i learned a very very valuable lesson i haven't recovered from that and i will probably not recover from that until uh 2024 2025 so i am going to take this beautiful ship jack dawson style right into the ocean when it collapses <laughs> that's what go. i like to hear oh <laughs> uh, man i just have one more question for you uh last episode we talked about alan robinson a little bit mm -hmm. and we now have the privilege of having the alan robinson manager on the You're podcast welcome. with us so, uh, I, I want to know, what are your thoughts on Allen Robinson in 2021 and going forward? You know, has he, I'm assuming you do your own rankings, you know, uh, maybe not, maybe just in your head, maybe not on paper, but the point is that, has he moved? You know, have you moved him down? Are you a little bit hesitant? Are you trying to sell? Or are you just kind of holding and, you know, wait, you know, hoping for the best? Uh, his value is plummeted right now so i don't think i'm gonna sell because it would be kind of pointless with my team composition i am hoping just i love justin fields i really wish i could have drafted him somehow but obviously i couldn't and i'm hoping that he can turn it around the bears need to get rid of uh matt Nagy. i think brad was banging that drum last oh, podcast yeah. or a podcast or two ago but they definitely need to get rid of him i think he is gone after this season so i'm hoping that the grass is greener on the other side i'm gonna hold and he's very talented he's definitely come down in my rankings but i don't see myself selling him just for scraps right now yeah that makes sense his his value is tanked so much there's almost no point yeah. in this at this time yeah. he's I still totally talented yeah 
He's um, good, but yeah, no, he is good. It's just naggy, man. Are we, ta- are we talking like late teens, like WR nineteen, eighteen? Are we talking early twenties? Uh, like how far? Is I would plummeted? say, I would say twenty. He is a back half uh, wide receiver two right now. I think that's completely fair. I, I have a. This is this is going to be one specifically for you and Brad. Debo Samuel or Allen Robinson? Not just rest of season, dynasty. Debo for I, me. I think I take I think I take Robinson, and that's only because I also think Brandon Ayuk is elite and he yes. wants to plant Digo, uh, yes. Digo, Debo. Uh love it. Eventually. I, I all I don't I don't know if I believe in Trey Lance's arm, but I definitely think Brandon Ayuk is incredible. That's bet I'm talent, baby. I hate I'm that I'm saying that. I hate oh, so I much it. that I'm giving Andrew's <laughs> ego just this nice little whiff of just yeah. Yeah, you need to not do that. His oh, it ego feels so is good. so inflated already. He's got the this, mega mind head over there. Just chill out. <laughs> this guy smells his own uh, farts easily. Oh, for sure. Oh man. That's not. that's one point for analytics, minus one for the film guys. Hey, hey. Let's hey. go. Hey, hey, we'll have that debate one day. We'll have an episode about that. I know we will. Um, real quick for you, uh, uh, Seb, we, we talked about the uh, your flex position. Uh, I don't know if it was last podcast or the podcast before, uh, where you're starting Mike Davis this week, which makes a lot of sense, like Andrew kind of described in that episode, that he's kind of got a nice floor, uh, especially when you're playing an opponent that's not going to – you don't really need the upside play on. Have you ever thought about starting both Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott at the same time, or are you kind of just avoiding that and just going Tim Patrick or Mike Davis in that flex? That's really funny that you say that. Uh, Andrew was spot on. Mike Davis is a very safe play. I only need 10 points. Sorry, Davey. I don't I don't need someone <laughs> to like blow up. I just need everyone to produce the normal averages, and I'm going to win. Uh, and yes, I think about playing Pollard all the time, but I just haven't pulled the trigger yet, obviously, because Zeke finally started getting more involved. He, he'd been out there pass protecting and giving it all, uh, giving, uh, a way better performance than he did last year. So I knew his time would come, but just Pollard's usage scares me a little, but I'm happy I have both, but I don't think I'm going to play them at the same time until something happens. No, that makes sense. That's I, I was just curious about it. He's ki- he's kind of a high upside play, but we haven't really seen the upside yet this season. I was just kind of curious mm-hmm. on that. Um, I got just one more question left for you, man. How are you feeling about your chances to win it all this year? And who is your biggest competition standing in your way to win it all? Maybe one or two teams. Yeah, so I feel really good about my chances to win it. I think that top to bottom, my team starters are some of the best in the league my two fiercest competition i think would be andrew and uh sea dogs i know that's kind of a very vanilla answer but i feel like that would be the truth though yeah i probably agree with you on that one um this one's kind of off script real quick but i do have a question on uh, a real quick question for you on something here um do you see the Raiders as a pretty big threat? Because they've been rising for me, and I know they've been rising for Andrew. We've talked about Derrick Henry a lot. Do you see them as a big threat going into the playoffs for you? Oh, yeah, of course. Any any team with Derrick Henry is an automatic threat. I was kind of terrified when I was playing them. Luckily, Derrick Henry had kind of that weird fluke game that 
I just scraped by without seeing a 60 piece drop on me. Yeah, I was I was a little scared for you in that game, not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, I appreciate you coming on. I know Andrew appreciates you coming on. Uh, any last words for our people out there? No, everyone, uh, stay safe out there. Hopefully, they get somebody else on here. It was really fun. Hopefully, oh. I can come back. Oh, hey, well, I know we'll try and get you back on. We were pretty excited to get you on the one time. So, all right. Thanks, thanks everyone for tuning in to the first ever bonus episode of this. We hope to get some more of you guys on here uh, here soon. So uh, look forward to week five for all of you.